Hello and welcome to the Tony Daily with me, Tony Kent. It's a podcast that invites you to come find yourself so you can listen to this and say, oh, thank God it's not just me and I can speak to you. And I can say, no, it's not just you. It is also me. So day 91. In nine days, I'm doing a giveaway. It will be some books. So, you know, uh, my books, books that I've written, not books that I'm having a clear out and needs gone ASAP, but books, what I have written. Um, So keep an ear out for that if you're that way inclined. It's been, well, pretty much three months. So if you've been here the whole time, thank you. I was looking back through the stats and there's over two and a half thousand listens now, which is really cool. Um, And then when I go back to the earlier episodes, it's like two listens, four listens. And now we're, we're up in the sort of 20s and 30s for each episode. So that's really cool. Um, do, if you've got a minute, have a listen to some of the earlier episodes and see whether you think it's changed much. You will enjoy dipping back into the Facebook page, I'm sure. Um, so let's have a quick dip there today. <sighs> Somebody's giving away um, a weights set with a bench you know so you can bench press and it says needs a clean you are not kidding now anyone that has ever been to a gym would know you know it's not nice I don't know about you but I never used to like getting on an exercise machine after someone else had just got off because it's still going to be warm from you know their body and I know lots of gyms put in sanitizing sprays or specify that everyone must bring a towel but there was always like that one sweaty bastard that like didn't wipe down the machine you'd be going oh god no do you know what I don't want to use a cross trainer that much well this bench it's looking proper grim at one end (laughs) and I guess it's the head end because it sort of looks like oh there's just been a lot of sweating going on and uh there's a round cleanish patch which could have been where someone's head would be it's so grim I mean of course you know it also needs assembling never mind it needs bloody disinfecting it needs assembling as well um so I'd be too embarrassed to put it on there I'd give it a clean first uh what else is on there I mean nothing that's going to give you <laughs> as much as that no see that someone's giving away a changing bag that is spotless you know that you'd go yes I would like that, please, and thank you. You ain't touching that bench because that's got someone else's DNA on it. Um, So that's the Village Facebook page today. Um, I did want to respond in some way towards the um, to the request to talk a little about the estrangement process. And I am going to give this some more thought. Um, around structuring something that makes sense. But um, the specific question that I had was, was my estrangement a decision that I had taken? And the person that sent it to me said, you know, they have a very difficult relationship with their mum, but they really don't want that to colour the relationship they have with their children. And they are hopeful that distancing themselves from their mum will allow them to have a better relationship with their own children and I 100% get that and understand that um, because it was in becoming a parent that I guess you set the 
well, <laughs> we set ourselves unrealistic expectations, especially if you went to NCT, especially if you read Gina Ford's Contented Little Baby book. That went in the fucking bin. Didn't even get across my threshold. My friend that had had it before me said, don't buy it, or if you do buy it, burn it. Um, but the pressure that many of us put ourselves under to be perfect, which is not achievable, and is why I think a lot of people feel a bit ambivalent about Mother's Day or feel, you know, there's part of me that thinks it's just a construct, really, um, because, you know, you sold this idea and that is not what it's like. Although I am seeing, um, there's been some really good content recently from Cruise Bereavement Counselling. I hugely recommend them. Um, they did a episode, a podcast, video podcast about complicated grief, which is great for if your mother has died and you had a complicated relationship. Really good listen. And I also saw lots that talked about, you know, why Mother's Day can be difficult for people on, on many, many different levels. So um, that was encouraging to see. But back to my process of estrangement. So it was my decision. It had been coming for decades, but it was um, hurried along by two things. I think one was I was just exhausted. You know, there's a saying about if you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result, you, you just, <laughs> you're an idiot, <laughs> something like that. I think it's an Einstein quote. He probably didn't say you're an idiot, but um, yeah, when you try continuously for decades to improve a situation and you don't get a different result, then you're banging your head against a wall. And as my children grew out of being very young, sort of to becoming um, secondary school age, I saw lots of the maybe differences of opinion, difference, differences in parenting style that me and my mum had. And again, my aim has always been one of understanding, not of blame. So I knew I come from a long line of maternal estrangements. My mum was estranged from her mum, but she never put it in those terms. Um, it was always something that was her mum's fault. She didn't speak about her in very kind terms either. And I kind of vowed that I would not repeat that cycle. So I didn't want to repeat a cycle of maternal estrangement. <laughs> and then I did. Um, but I realised actually what I, I broke a cycle in a kind of different, in a different way. Um, so where did we get to? Yeah. Um, I realised I was doing the same thing over and over again uh, or trying to achieve a result that I would never get. And I was exhausted from doing that and tired of crying in front of my husband or crying to my husband. You know, when you're so frustrated, so frustrated and you don't know what to do and you're like, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this and nothing is working. So... I went and sought some advice 
from a coach um, and I explained to her, I said, I'm in this position where I think for the sake of my mental health and for the sake of my relationship with my actual family, with my husband and kids, um, I think I want to break contact, but I don't know what to do. And I wasn't looking to be told what to do. I was looking for some tools to help me with that process. And so I think over the process of about, it was quite a while, maybe four or five months, um, we just had a number of structured conversations, which were really valuable. And she talked to me about something that I've spoken about before, the Cartman drama triangle, um, which talks about, um, it's a model of human interaction and and you've got a um, a persecutor, a rescuer and a victim. And often within a family or within a relationship, you can move places on this. So there's a theory that says the person that is the victim wants the attention of the rescuer. And then when the rescuer offers help, but nothing changes, they can slip into being the persecutor because they're cross with the person who's the victim and it, it, on and on it goes. And I did speak to someone who said it feels like there should be a fourth person or fourth uh, type, but then you'd have a drama square. So that would be something entirely different. Um, so she introduced me to that model and it sparked something I remembered from studying psychology and helped me to look objectively at some patterns and helped me to come to a decision which was really difficult um, and she asked me some very tough questions to say you know things like how long do you want it to be for and I didn't know and what would happen if your mum died during that estrangement and I mean I ended up answering that question um, two years later and what are you afraid of and what do you think will happen so it was not anywhere near a knee-jerk decision and what she showed me or what the process of working with her showed me was that you do have a choice and I had always thought I remember once being completely exasperated and I said to my husband the only way this is going to change is if somebody dies and you think you cannot wait for someone to die to change things I mean that's not healthy and I finally realized that I did have control in that I could choose. Um, so maybe not control. I did have a choice in knowing that the situation wouldn't change. Despite all the things that had been tried, my choice was to continue or to stop contact. And so I took that decision and at the same time that I did so I spoke to my husband about it I spoke to some people I'm very close to some friends and mentors and what was fantastic was at least two of those people said yeah I understand where you're coming from yes have a difficult relationship with my mum or I'm estranged from my mum or dad and it helped me to kind of take that first step um, so that's what I did and when I told people, it was just to say that I needed to take some time out because I had 
definitely worn myself out. Um, and all those things they say about the body keeps score and, you know, you can get physiological symptoms from psychological stress. Um, yeah, all those things happened. So I had sent my mum a message to say I didn't want contact for a while. So I didn't say that's it. We're never speaking again. I said I, I don't want to have contact, um, but I'll let you know when I'm ready. And a friend spoke to me about someone who had experienced that with their son and had done something which my mother-in-law, she said to me once, the thing with your children is, she said, you, they're a gift. Your children are a gift. And when they grow up, you let them go. And if you're lucky, they come back. And that was such an eye opener to me to see, oh, you can have, you can have a relationship like that. Um, so I asked for some time to myself, or rather I said, I'm going to take some time to myself. I'll let you know when I'm ready. And I spoke to my siblings and said, look, I need to take this time out or I'm going to lose my mind. Um, and that was that. And uh, she sent me several thousand messages <laughs> in return. So I, have, I, t I came off social media, um, came off Facebook for over a year because I wasn't, able to be safe on there in keeping the boundary that I had requested so and again I'm going through a process of understanding now and there's a book that I'm reading which is really cool as if you feel similar um, it's called adult children of emotionally immature parents um, and if you're like me and you're into psychology and you're into personal growth and you're into understanding why people are the way they are um versus wanting to blame so it's all from a place of understanding I'm learning a lot about myself I'm learning a lot about the relationship that we had um and I think that'll do for now mm, a bit deeper meaningful today wasn't it but um I'm just glad that my previous post was helpful Previous episode was helpful, not yesterday's day before. Um, and Nat Lou commented on my post. She said, I'm listening. I was like, oh, oh my God, it's so amazing. Um, yeah, so I was quite like starstruck and thrilled. And thanks to Heidi, who um, put me in touch with her work. So that's, yeah, that's that for today. Um, if you're still listening right now, thank you. Thank you for being kind and listening ear thank you for supporting the podcast if you know someone that you think would benefit from this episode please do share it with them <laughs> maybe if it's a person that needs to be told that you've got to wipe down your bench press before you try and give it away um go back and listen to some previous episodes if you fancy it and just thanks for listening i will be back with you tomorrow Bye-bye.